It's not the right button. I love how this last time you left. I left. It was an accident, and I, and I was like, you know what? Do and it forever. The meta thing would be to leave it this time. Yeah. Maybe we'll leave this too. I think we just leave it forever. We'll just leave it forever. <laughs> Makes more sense. Kind of. It's also people are trying to jam out to this song. It's like, shut up, or they're trying to hear us, and none of it makes sense. That's fine. Whatever. I'm used to not making sense. It's Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. This is episode 96 of a podcast about craft beer and film, and my name is Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers, and together, we're your favorite podcast. We have been on an unofficial uh, break. We just haven't seen each other. We recorded our last three to four episodes in advance, so we are sitting down. Current day, modern times, no more time hopping for now. Yeah. Today is today again. Yeah, and we're stoked to be back in your ears. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. The point. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. A little bit of housekeeping if you've never heard the show. We cover two beers and a movie. We don't spoil the movie without giving you lots of a heads up. And this week we're talking about A Star is Born, but that'll come a little bit later. But again, don't worry about spoilers. We'll give you a heads up before we get there. Also, the show is a little bit different this week because you have not seen this film. Oh, yeah. That is very true. Just timing didn't allow it. We were going to do something different for this week episode, this week's episode, because uh, Max just got back from tour and time's been short, but we decided we need to stay current and we've been putting out back recorded stuff for too long and mm-hmm. damn it, the people deserve better. Yeah. So, so the structure of the episode might be a little bit differently. I'm going to interview you. Different. Yeah. It's going to be more of that questions about the movie and me kind of giving my opinions on it. Honestly, it's a lot of fun too when one of us hasn't seen the movie. I think it, it works out a little bit better. I like it as well. It's I good. like I like both, but it's fun to do like Don't. interview style, like convince me. Yeah. Guy. But before any of that happens, I want to talk about our first beer because it's a beer that I've heard about for many a year and have never had the pleasure of drinking. And I'm, it is called High Alai. High Lai. Oh, High Lai. High Lai. Named after a very famous sport that is very, very dangerous. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, It's from Spain. It's a Spanish sport. It was popular in Basque. Yeah. Uh, so this is a beer from Cigar City. It's an IPA. It's 7.5% with 70 IBUs. Now, Johnny, you've had this before. Multiple yeah. times. I was out in Colorado, and I went to Oscar Blues. And Oscar Blues actually bought Cigar City a while back. So they were dabbling into doing production of this beer out of Colorado for West Coast distribution. They haven't fired that up yet, but it is in the works. They own all the recipes, and they have the equipment to make it. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, they were shipping this beer and a bunch of other Cigar City stuff from Florida, where the original brewery is located, Tampa, right? Yep. Uh, out to Colorado. So I got to try this for the first time at Oscar Blues. Nice, man. Yeah, it was really cool. I actually got these on, on my way back from my tour, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute here, but I got it in Utah, which is not the place you expect to find craft beer, at least in my brain. No. Uh, we were in Salt Lake and there was this weirdest thing. It was like a state, it was what was called state liquor store. Yeah. And um, those are weird. Yeah. Really, like they had like seven security guards, but also people just by the room like, hello, welcome. How's your yeah. night going? Come on in. That kind of thing. Yeah. Very strange. I remember last time I was in Washington because I still have those. It's easier yeah. to buy weed than it is to buy alcohol. Is that right? Allegedly. Right. Sure. I would I mean, never buy either. Oh, of course. Why would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a fascinating thing going through the States. Right. Uh, and seeing how, how cultures are different around those. Yeah. Uh, if we can say stigmas, maybe. Yeah. Or the, the norms that you would think, you know. Right. But also, yeah, it's not just lollipops and beer yeah. on shelves everywhere right state liquor stores are weird it was yeah it was strange man like because they it was just it felt weird because it was the only place open or even near no other place sold alcohol yeah and uh, sometimes they're far away from where you live yeah we drove uh not to sound desperate but we drove i think probably 25 minutes out of our way like away from our airbnb to go get it and yeah then come back and now we're drinking it and it was all for the podcast that's awesome um so i want to drop some tasting notes this is from cigar city's website 
they say, an intense bouquet of tangerine and candied orange peel enticed the nose whilst flavors of clementines, Valencia orange, and subtle caramel provide counterpoint to an assertive bitterness and rich malt character. Bold hop flavor comes from six different hop varietals. I don't know what those are, but I agree with most of that. This is super citrusy. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, I'm going to say, so mine is not as cold as it probably should be. Okay. Yours is a little colder because right. that one is in the freezer trying to prepare for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I had it the other night, I had one, I got a six pack of this at state liquor store in Salt Lake. Yep. Um, and I had one and it was the perfect temperature and it was very good. Yeah. And this is only slightly less enjoyable because I think it's because of the temperature. Yeah. So now this beer has always been super crushable and it's definitely got that, that pithiness of like the outside of an orange, but you get the juiciness of the inside too. I've always said this, yeah. this beer reminds me of Taking a bite out of an orange like an apple. Love it. You ever done that? Of yeah. course you have. You're referencing it. Totally. Yes. No, I'm just imagining. Yeah. What that must be like. I got strong imagination. Sometimes I do that just to mess with people. Like okay, like little clementines. Yeah. Well, can I have one and just bite into it? Yeah. I'll commit. I'll, I'll chew the whole thing. It's I not terrible. I don't, I don't care. Especially like a clementine. They're sweet enough yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Balances out. You look like a maniac, but right. whatever. You ever just try to pop a whole one in your mouth? Like, that's how I eat this. Like grapes, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I met an avocado that has an edible skin. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was this person's avocado's name? I got it at the farmer's market last mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Earl? I think they're called Duke. Oh, okay. Okay. Very close. Very manly. Sure. Western type name. Yeah. Yeah. You could just eat it like an apple. That sounds weird to me. It was strange. But you did it? It was good? Nah, I still peeled it. Yeah. And I was like, you could, but should you? Why did you think you could? Because the dude said. Sure. I was like, because I picked it up and it was smooth. Oh. It was like the skin of an apple. Right. I'm like, this is an avocado. And he's like, yeah, but you can eat the skin. It's like, well, that's weird. I got to try it. Your follow-up wasn't like, are you the kind of guy that says you can eat the skin on any avocado? Right. Like that's <laughs> just, that would have been my question. Yeah. But. Or just in general, you just eat the skin. Yes. It's a thing you say a lot. Right. He was he wearing did. overalls. Yeah. Whatever, man. I don't know how people live their lives. So, you know, maybe right. he's just an avocado skin eating kind of guy. Maybe. I never tried it. Builds character. Sure. <laughs> haven't either. It yeah. seems like it's really papery and gross. Yeah. I don't know. This beer is not papery. No, gross, this beer is very good. Um, what, what's what do you think? What's your breakdown? Right. So I just actually poured a little bit more into my glass. So I'm going to smell it properly here. But I think what the what you're saying about the the perfect blend of like pithiness and citrusy sweetness, mm-hmm. it's very correct. The the body and mouthfeel on this are awesome. It's a standard IPA. Super refreshing. I really yeah. like the aftertaste too. You get a little bit of the bitterness with mm-hmm. the juiciness, and it lingers a little bit, but it, it has that quality where. It kind of makes your mouth water a little bit. Yeah. It makes you want a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I guess maybe I don't super agree with is the uh, the caramel yeah, notes. No. Tasting-wise, I can smell it a little bit. It's got kind of that maltiness. but I think uh, if this beer was heavy on caramel, it would make it taste off. Yeah, totally. Oh, if you added caramel to this, I feel like it would just taste like wet cardboard. But I also wonder if maybe the car- caramel that is in there is kind of offsetting some of that bitterness from the citrusy kind of taste. Maybe. I don't know. If it is, it's adding more to the citrus sweetness than adding like yes. a burned sugar totally. or caramel. Uh, I think it's, no, I think this is good, man. I'm very happy with this beer. I'm glad that it is as good almost as I remember it from however many nights ago that was now. Yeah. And once when this beer is fresh, it's it's absolutely killer. Uh, I'm a big fan. Always have been. This is one of those ones I can't wait till it gets West Coast distribution because mm-hmm. I will have this in my fridge all the time. Did you, you said you tried it at Oscar Blues. Was it on draft or did they just have cans of it? Because they Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, sweet, man. Yeah, it was really cool. That's great news. Yeah. Do you want to you wanna rate it? Yeah. it's uh, I'm going to say it's a nine. Mm. Yeah. This beer is just an outstanding representation. It's always been one of my favorite IPAs. It's super straightforward. Uh, it's not too juicy. But, I mean, I've 
have drank multiple of these in a night and still love it. You know what I mean? It's it's a super delicious beer. I yeah. can't recommend it enough. If you see it around, if it's fresh and cold, buy all of it. Yeah. Have you ever seen this in Chico? No. Not a, never on a shelf or anything. No. Okay. Well, that's, that's yeah. I'm uh, glad I grabbed it. I've heard that they're starting to get SoCal distribution, uh, but I haven't had that verified in a while. I think it's kind of hit or miss. Um, but in the coming probably year to two years, you'll see it everywhere yeah. in California. Great. Um, I'm I'm up there with you. I'm going to go nine. This is a very solid representation of this style. Yeah. Um, just a, across the board, very fulfilling IPA. I'm glad it lives up to the hype. Yeah. I remember I've talked about it a few times. People mention it. I actually, I was um, on, on this tour. I popped into a bar in Philadelphia uh, after a show and they said it was, it was on the board. Like that's on draft. And I was like, oh, I want that. Can I have it? And the, the, the guy saw me saying at the bartender, he was like, he knew I was, he tried to stop me. He was like. Just kicked literally like five minutes ago. Oh, and I thought I, I didn't know where, where uh, Cigar City was. I didn't know that it was even a brewery. I just remembered Highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm never going to try it. I guess that's the it's end. It's gone forever. And then, like, two states away from home, I saw it. <laughs> of course, in Utah. Right. Where you can't even get, it's weird that they even sell it in Utah. I know. Because aren't you not supposed to have beer over like 4% in Utah? It's actually 3.5%, maybe 3.2. I can't remember. But I don't understand. How do they get around that? Because this isn't 3%. No, it's 7.5%. I don't exactly know, obviously, the liquor laws, but I remember when I've played in Salt Lake before, uh, places that sell alcohol, they it's like their bottles of liquor have stoppers on them mm. that are like rigged up to electronics, so they stop, and you can't have, like, they can't give you two drinks at once. That's illegal. Mm. So I think there's all sorts of weird, yeah, like crazy laws. Yeah, God bless California for not having that. I guess. I was just having a conversation about how crazy it would be, and I'm sure this was the mentality at the time, but when the when Prohibition happened... I don't think it would work. I don't think people, people, I think that's the one thing people would get more upset about the government trying to take than guns. If you're like, no alcohol, like everybody on every side of every political spectrum is like, no. Well, it didn't work the first time they tried it. They did it for a little bit. Yeah, it didn't work. And we got NASCAR out of it. So please, for the love of God, no more prohibition. (laughs) We don't need these people coming up with any more sports. It's just wild, man. It blows my, like when you really think about it, that's such a huge part of our society. Alcohol is, and I assume it was big back then, right? I mean, Uh uh-huh. As long oh, as yeah. alcohol's been around, people have been 100%. drinking it. Yeah. Uh, I read a statistic that about a year ago, we've or it was recently, I'm going to paraphrase and probably butcher the article, but the general idea was that within the last two or three years, we got to the same amount of breweries in America that were existent pre-prohibition. I know about this. You, yeah. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I think you have too. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was a huge deal. Yeah. But also it was mainly because distribution was so lackluster back in the day. I mean, you had to have like a brewery for your town and like the four yeah. towns around it because there was no way to get it right. A to B. Was it was it breweries now compared to breweries then or was it breweries now compared to alcohol production? Because it was breweries. Of, really? Beer yeah. breweries? Yeah. Wild. We should look at that up on the break. That'd be a fun stat I'll to drop. That down. Yeah. Um, I wasn't joking though. Prohibition bred NASCAR. Yeah. I didn't, you, you I know think you've story, explained right? that to me before, but I forgot it. Please tell me again. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was during prohibition, people would run moonshine. Yes. And they oh, souped up yeah. their cars and it was huge in the South. Dot, dot, dot. You know, right. all these, they were, they were bootleggers. And they, they got really good at souping up their cars so they could outrun the police and the state troopers and stuff to get alcohol over state lines. Right. And that was kind of the burst, burst, the birth, burst, 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 burst place. The burst, the burst yeah. place yeah. of the NASCARs. Really? Yeah. That's how it kind of got started. And then at one point they were just like, let's just, instead of 
running from police. We'll just put on a round track and we'll race each other. Well, once Prohibition ended, they probably just really liked driving fast cars. I guess. I, I don't know how you soup up a car in the 1920s. Well, they came stock, so, I mean, you could mess with the carburetor and just get more fuel to the engine. I guess, Give huh? yourself more horsepower. Wild. Yeah. Cool. Fun fact of the day. Yeah. And I think Prohibition, what, was 30s? Uh, it was 1920 to 1933. Yeah. And, I mean, they had V8s in the Did they? mid-20s, That's believe. nuts. Yeah, like a 32 Roadster. Those are, everybody has those, and they have, like, big 350s in them. Yeah. I don't know if those were prevalent. But, like... You know, you got to assume, like today, if I had that and I wanted to do that, I would take it to a, a mechanic shop. I'm mm-hmm. sure they had mechanic shops, but I don't know. Like, if you need to order a part, who do you order it from in 1925? Like, the manufacturer. The next door, like, I guess. But yeah. That takes forever. Probably the from like the Ford factory. Yeah. There was no the one Ford factory. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I There's a lot of people. There. When there was the first auto parts store. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, Prohibition, NASCAR, it all, it's all tied together. And the mob. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That was uh, Capone's big thing. Was alcohol or yeah. NASCAR? One of the biggest things of his his network was yeah. running alcohol. Well, you got to figure, like, if the government bans anything, there's going to be people that try to, to make a profit off well, of it. Breeds it's a, a black market. Like, why? Yeah. It's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And plus, I mean, it was a great time to open a speakeasy. Yeah. Those were cool. Yeah. Like, have you ever been to a proper one? I haven't. Uh, I've seen them. I yeah. would love it. They're, they're fun. I went to one in England uh, last year. Nice. Uh, legit underground password to get in sort of thing. That's cool. I just knew a guy or I met a guy at the show that I played in England. Mm-hmm. It was, this was in, um, oh, I think this was in Bath. Okay. Um, and he was like, yeah, man, I know this cool bar and and uh, I know how to get in. And I was like, <laughs> don't you just go through the door? And he's like, no, 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 it's a whole thing. And I was like, all right, let's go. And it was, uh, the drinks were expensive and it was kind of smoky in there because they were smoking indoors for effect. Mm-hmm. It's fun though, or because they like smoking, right? You know, yeah, because yeah. you can still smoke in bars. You in have UK, to smoke yeah? in it. We, uh, no, no, no. There's some that you can, but no. I wonder where you can. Because I know Texas, cert- Texas, certain- Texas is a great example of yeah. places, or yeah. the casino. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's that's a different thing though, because that's a lot of the time not on U.S. government land, sovereign land. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's weird that states that you can still do that. Because mm-hmm. in Nashville, and we walked in the Doc Holiday Saloon, and yeah. the dude sitting next to me like. Pulled out a cigarette it's and started weird, smoking. Right? Like if there's not like machinery beeping around you like a casino, it's like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, we're just sitting at a dive bar smoking. Yeah. It's weird that up to like the 70s, you could smoke on airplanes. That seems That's so weird. Seems not correct. But we but, didn't know about cancer, I guess, but, yeah. as much. Also, it is correct. Yeah. It's like you have a baby and the mother's just like, <laughs> everybody's smoking. I get through this flight. Yep. Hope it doesn't crash. That sort of thing. Everybody was smoking, whether yeah. they wanted to or not. It was the sexiest thing to do. Yeah. Marketing's fun. It is, man. Yeah. I got the tail end of that. Oh, yeah? Being oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I remember Saturday morning cartoons seeing Marlboro commercials. That's crazy. First pack of cigarettes I ever bought was Marlboro Reds. Sure. That shit stuck. Yeah, we should say, too, like, you're not a regular smoker. Like, you don't- No, I, have, like, I quit, like, smoking, smoking years ago. Yeah, but that's crazy. Like, as a kid, you, that influenced you a lot. Probably. Uh-huh. probably. Oh, it totally stuck in my, my subliminal, you know, back of my head. Was, Did you ever want to pet camel, by chance? Uh, No, okay. but they had cool merch. Mm. Like all the camel stuff in the 90s, they had a whole line of stuff you could buy that was yeah. like Joe Camel. Right. Just and he like was super cool. He wore a leather breakers. He wore a leather jacket and mm-hmm. he had cool sunglasses. Like, right. I think I had a pair of Joe Cool sunglasses. His name was Joe Cool. Joe Cool. That's a little on the nose, but okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Also, camel. obviously, marketing to children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good so, times. We're moving on past High Alive from Cigar City. Yeah. What's been going on with you the past three weeks that I haven't seen you? I quit drinking. Oh, is that right? Because you're a beer in front of you now. Yeah. And I'm curious as to what you mean by 
quote, quit. Uh, I took a pretty serious break while you were on tour. I figured it'd be the like good time of year when I don't have to drink beer for some reason. Sure. Um, It was nice. I made it like two weeks. And then we had a big party at the house. And sure. To celebrate celebrate. drinking again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we watched uh, UFC. Oh, damn UFC. Yeah. Always makes you want to drink. There was a big thing that happened with UFC, I think, when I was on the road. That was probably what we were talking about. It was Conor McGregor yeah. and... Um, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Sure, that's why I couldn't think of it. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. I knew about this. This is like, oh, because there was like a brawl after Yeah. Khabib Brian, jumped into the stands. Yeah. And like attacked one of Conor McGregor's guys. Yeah. Brian Massa, a friend of the show and who has taken some photos for us, uh, was there working that event filming. Uh, I saw his pictures on Instagram. Crazy. That's, that's the only reason I know about this is because I was like, oh my gosh, my friend was there. I, oh, yeah. I now care about this thing. Yeah. So it was a pretty wild time. But yeah, so that was kind of what's going on with me. Took a little break. Didn't see a single movie in the theater and didn't no? drink much beer. Oh man! I just, dude, I painted part of my kitchen. Um, oh, that's fun. Just worked around the house, caught up on projects. Yeah, bought a bunch of plants. Just did a bunch of household stuff Love that it. I just never have free time to do. Because usually after this, I get home and it's you know later in the evening. Right. So it's like, eh, not right. really time to go to Home Depot. Right. 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 You know. But other than that, well, this is airing Monday, so in the past tense, I will have gone to the single fresh wet and wild at Sierra festival Nevada. or not at Sierra Nevada. Yeah. yeah. At okay. Sierra Nevada. So That's tomorrow, but in your ears, it is last Saturday. Sure. Yeah. I was, uh, I thought about going to that. You extended, extended an offer to me, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm heading to Reno. I will be in Reno when this drops and I would have to leave on Sunday. And that's, uh, I don't know, a day of full drinking and stuff. I, it's not what I want to do for my vocal cords before and, I leave and then go play a bunch of shows. Yeah. I think I have six shows next week. Uh, Argus. Good. I'm playing Argus on Thursday. Nice. So if you're hearing this before then, come to Argus. That'll be fun. Full band. What's It'll the date? Time. Uh, the t- I'll check. It's going to be Thursday, the third week in October, fourth week in October, the 25th. Nice. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, is that, that's patio show? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's I like 73 degrees. It's going to oh. be a lovely night. I like the patio shows. What's the yeah. cover on that? I think like four bucks, five that's maybe. Not bad. Four or five. Yeah. It's a good night to go out for a show too. Yeah. Time's that start? 8.30. All right. Full band, everybody. Right. Come on out. Full band. Yeah. Same guys you went on tour with? Uh, n- one. Okay. Yeah, out of the two. Nice. Um, I'm also selling my t-shirts, so come oh, get a t-shirt, snap. you guys. And then be like, hey, listen to the podcast. I'll be like, here, you can have this t-shirt for $1 off. Oh. I still have to make money. What a bargain. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Still have to put food on the table so, here, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I wouldn't want you to go out and get super uh, drunk with me all day Saturday, Saturday. Though it would be fun. It would be a blast, yeah. and it will be a blast, and you will be missed, but I have blocked off the whole day. for that. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. Other than that, nothing too crazy going on in my neck of the woods. Okay. Yeah. Well, great news, man. Yeah, I want to just give me the the overall summation of your tour. It looked like you had a blast. I enjoyed following it on Instagram. I hope you guys listening followed along too. It was it was a good time. Very entertaining yeah. watching your Instagram yeah. stories. I was very invested. I go for that that yeah. kind of angle, entertainment. I Funny. love it. Did you go to some states you hadn't been to? I went to twenty eight states over the past three weeks. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I played shows in a bunch of them. Uh, drove through some. Um, I've been to mo- I went to mostly states that I'd never been. Nice. I will tell you the states now. <clears throat> New Mexico, sorry, Arizona, New Mexico. I have to look at a map. Texas, Louisiana, <laughs> um, Arkansas, Arkansas. Wait, I don't know if I Alabama. Alabama is what I went to. Um, you know what? I'm not going to do this. That's fine. Up the coast a little bit. Yeah, you uh, did a, an East Coast swing. Yeah, through the Carolinas, up into Boston, Philly, DC, New York, that nice. kind of, and then came back through the Midwest. Stopped in St. Louis, Missouri, Wichita, Kansas, uh, Boulder, Colorado, Salt Lake, as we talked about. Uh, and then home. 
Boulder's nice. Boulder's great. I like Boulder. Our whole plan was we were going to like busk in Boulder because we didn't have a show. Uh-huh. Um, and Boulder is famous for busking on the Pearl Street strip mall there. If you don't know what busking is, it's when you play music on the sidewalk with your guitar case open. Yeah. Or in this case, your guitar case open and then your piano player who has an accordion and your drummer who has a drum kit made of a suitcase. It would have been awesome for busking. Yeah. Uh, but it was 28 degrees and mm. we did not do that. That so, makes sense. Yeah. I figured the extra few bucks is not worth freezing. No, no, definitely not. Good tour. Great tour. Excellent. I met so many fun people that I obviously uh, have never heard my music, so that's always a plus. I tried so much good food. Nice. Um, went to New Orleans for the first time, which is uh, not really my scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly not there, isn't it? Bourbon Street is not for me. It's a little bit of a party. It's too much. It's a small party all uh, the time. Yeah, but just off of Bourbon Street is like the French Quarter. Tons of really good music. Uh, the guys I was traveling with, jazz fellas, mm. and there's great jazz. We saw a bunch of stuff that I never would have seen. I uh, went to the Village Vanguard in New York, which is this famous jazz club. A lot of famous jazz artists have recorded live albums there, and we got to see their house band, their Monday night uh, band, um, and they're so good. Just cra- It was like like 35 bucks a ticket kind of thing, plus a drink, um, two shows a night. They do it seven days a week. Wow. Like, But the experience of going to that show was wonderful. Oh, I bet. Um, That's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like the 35 bucks is trivial at that point. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, we're in New York. We can do this thing. And and Josh, my keyboard player, had a had a friend in the band who got him in for free. So it was really two tickets. We split it three ways because we're poor. Yeah. I got some New York pizza before and after. That was cool. Nice. Um, went to a cool whiskey bar. Whoa. I did a, a, did a whistle. Whiskey. I did a, a tooth whistle. Yeah. A whiskey bar. Um, no, no. I mean, it was great, man. I could spend a lot of time talking about it, obviously. But Yeah. Really only two cities I'm curious about. Uh, your take on them, uh, Philly and Boston. Oh, because those are two places that I, I'm, I really want to visit. Sure, I, I love the history of Philly, and then Boston. I just I love the vibe, yeah, of, like the people and stuff. So, yeah. what do you think of those two cities? Boston, I can't really give a fair nod to because we kind of spent the whole day driving to Boston, played the show, stayed in a hotel, and left Boston for Philly the next day. Okay, what I saw was nice, but it was most, too brief. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Philly, we spent a little bit more time, and that's uh, where I went to that bar, and they didn't have highlight. Mm. Um, there's also like a state tax on alcohol. Mm. Um, it's like a 10% tax when you order a $7 beer, it's seven seventy. Mm. Um, but what I was impressed with Philadelphia, uh, was that, well, obviously I got a Philly cheesesteak. Sure. That's the thing that had to happen. Um, pretty good. Yeah. There's like a few places that people will tell you, okay, it's like, did you go to the spot where there's the two across no, the street? Cause, cause they were like, nah. You know, they're good, but it's more of like a kitschy touristy thing. You need to go to like this hole in the wall place. So we went, I can't think of the name of the place, but it was awesome. Like the cooks were kind of rude to me. They were like, just next. Like, what do you, what do you want? Faster, go. Nice. And I'm sort of a fast talker anyways. And I was not up to speed. You got that East Coast jive, man. Yeah. That stuff happens fast. Yeah. But we also got to see uh, an insectarium in Philly, which um, that's where we played our show. And it was- At the insectarium? Yeah, we played in the butterfly room. What? So it's like this big old- um, atrium looking place yeah with like hundreds of butterflies that are just out and they have them there that's super cool and then the owner um gave us a tour of the place they just had this huge thing happen where some disgruntled employees stole a bunch of their insects like forty thousand dollars worth of rare things they had a bug napping and yeah and then like tried to sell it on i guess the bug black market if that's the thing um so the guy was telling us that uh they're in the middle of a big remodel and trying to get a back up to where it used to be. And they're trying to open like in two weeks, like in the first or second week of November. Jeez. Um, so very stressful in that regard, but the guy was so nice. And um, it was a really, really fun experience. And I want to think of the name of that place before yeah. I move on because it was really like, it was, I held a tarantula there. Cool. Which I had never done. It's always kind of sketchy. Yeah. I almost held a scorpion. Oof. 
uh, which is even more sketchy, but yeah. I did not hold the scorpion. That's fun. Um, let me see. I think if I can read this quickly, the Butterfly Pavilion okay. uh, is where we played, and it's called the Philadelphia Insectarium. Shout out to the Philadelphia Insectarium. It was super tight. I think we could have figured that name out. I know. Just connect the two words and call it good. <laughs> Yeah. But no, that was great. That's cool, man. Sounds like you had a blast. Yeah. Later on, on this episode, we're going to talk about a beer I got from Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama, by the way, if you live anywhere that's not the South, you think probably Alabama, very racist. Uh, <laughs> well, that's aggressive. I mean, like that's the stereotype of the South, like yeah. ignorant and yeah. yeah. And, and that was not my experience. Everybody I met in Alabama in like the three or four cities that we were in very forward thinking, very nice. That's awesome. And not just in like the stereotypical, like Southern people are nice to you, your face, but they're being behind your back, like genuinely very hospitable folks. Nice. Loved it. Now, does touring like this kind of restore your faith in the common man of America a little bit? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, we met some, some not so great people too. There's always obviously. that. But in general, no, it's nice. It, we have, we live in a huge country. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I bet you have a bigger, a better idea of the size of it than most people. Yeah, maybe Just seeing more of it. Yeah, I mean, going to more than half the states in three weeks is um, there's a lot to process. Yeah, I've been back for uh, what three days now. Yeah, still not quite there. Yeah, that's a ton of raw data, but almost. Yeah, yeah, nice. So it's good. It also helped mostly. Shout outs to Josh and Madison, the musicians that came with me. It would not have been a good trip if the people were not meshable. Yeah, got along very well in stressful awesome. moments. We all kind of worked through it, and I think we all have similar ways of. Kind of dealing with stuff, so it was good. Uh, I really liked your drummer. Yeah. He Madison. seemed like I, I would get along with him. Uh, like in uh, Instagram stuff? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, what did you, what are you referencing? He brought the dick jokes to the party. Oh, all day. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of his, my sense of humor in him. I almost crashed our car one time driving through Texas because they were like riffing on some, They were I don't know what they were doing. They were just laughing about something and like doing impressions of some characters they were making up on the spot. And I was like crying laughing at one point. I said, you guys have to stop. <laughs> I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Good times. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll be getting more into Max's tour as he unpacks it in his brain uh, throughout the coming weeks. I'm yeah. sure there'll be tidbits sure. of data about all the different cities that he went to. Uh, until then, let's take a break and we're going to get into our movie in the second segment. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, Monday, you need to head down to Secret Trail. Every single Monday, they come out with a one-off beer. It's called their Explorer Series, and they make a very limited amount of it, and it is delicious. This week, it's going to do a Blueberry Berliner Weiss. Yeah, I uh, have had the pleasure of going down a couple of times on the Explorer Series, and I will say it is definitely worth your time. It's a Monday afternoon. You've been working hard all week. The whole one day it's been, you deserve a beer. Yeah, Mondays suck. Go get that blueberry Berliner Weiss. Johnny, where are they? They're at 132 Myers Street, and their tap room is open 3 to 9 every day. And the whole time they're open, they're going to be pouring their Explorer series. So go try it out. That's true. And if you forget, if you just wake up on Monday and be like, man, I thought there was something I needed to know about, a, a brewery in town, all you have to remember is Secret Trail is on Facebook, on Instagram, and all the social medias at Secret Trail Brew Co. So just look them up and they'll tell you all this information one more time so you don't have to think about it until then. Go out there on Monday. Secret Trail. Live and drink off the beaten path.
What you just heard is a trailer for A Star is Born. This movie came out October 5th, runs two and a half hours. It was made on a production budget of $36 million. It was written by Bradley Cooper, Eric Roth, and Will Fetters, and directed by Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. In what I believe is his first direction. And writing. He's never Whoa. written on paper before this movie. <laughs> so Just learned for this. I'm going to give you a brief synopsis, and then I'm going to let young Maxwell take it away, because, spoiler alert, I didn't see this movie. Sure. <clears throat> Seasoned musician musician Jackson Maine, I'm assuming he's played by Bradley Cooper. He is. Excellent. Uh, Discovers and falls in love with a struggling artist named Allie. Lady Gaga. Yeah. She is just about giving up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jackson coaxes her into the spotlight. But even as Allie's career takes off, the personal side of their relationship is breaking down as Jackson fights an ongoing battle with his own internal demons. Yeah. This is... Seems like your classic rock star finding a hidden gem and still dealing with his own demons type movie. This is such a classic that it's actually the fourth remake of this film. Really? This movie was made in 1937, 1954, and 1976, though most people who are fans of this movie do not really count the 76 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson because it is uh, not good, as they say. It's bad. Uh, I want to say that I haven't seen any of the previous three films, um, so I can't really comment, but based on everything I've read, uh, the first two, very good. Okay. Uh, I know that the 1954 is with Judy Garland, and that's all I can remember. All right. I would have written it down, but we're not talking about those. No, we're really. talking about this one. Uh, this film is, I think, good. It's very good. Okay. I will say it's very good. Um, my initial thoughts include Bradley Cooper's performance being a highlight. Same with Lady Gaga's. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper deals with alcoholism in this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's tough to watch. I think his his ability to fall into that character without coming off as a caricature mm-hmm. is very good. Maybe Oscar worthy. He plays a good drunk. Yeah. But like, not like just, I'm not sure if I'm having slur my words. Like he it, lifestyle, everything about him. It's, 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 it's very sad. Hmm. Um, and I think that the, the, the way that he approaches as a director, as Bradley Cooper approaches it as a director, uh, approaching that character is very thoughtful. Um, Makes you wonder if he's dipped his toes into the dark waters. Kind of. I mean, certainly has probably dealt with it. uh, Maybe not personally uh, as far as himself being an alcoholic, but I'm sure like you don't, you don't have that keen of an eye for it without having dealt with other people in your life that way. Yeah. Um, So things that I enjoyed about this film. Also, if at any point you have any particular questions, feel free to jump in because I'll just keep talking. Oh, I'm gonna. Forever. Oh, I'm gonna. Um, Challenge accepted. Keep talking forever. Right. So Bradley Cooper plays... uh, Jackson. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Jackson Maine. I was going to say um, how to phrase it. He's just like a big time celebrity. Like He's a country rock singer, sort of not at the end of his career, but certainly not at the highest point. He's sort of still got a great following, but has maybe lost some of his drive for what he does. Um, the show opens, or the movie opens up with this really, really breathtaking concert. He's playing for like 100,000 people, something huge. Um, but you can tell he's just completely drunk, um, <laughs> kind of stumbling through the motions. Um and there's this great moment where he's finishing up the concert, goes into his car, his car with a driver. He's got a driver. He's not driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all these people outside and he gets in the door shuts and it's like dead silence and it's him reaching for a bottle of gin. Um, and you kind of realize at that point, like, okay, this is somebody with a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I'm just kind of setting the scene for the movie, I think, at this point. He's uh, trying to get home, but it's going to take like an hour and 40 minutes to get there. His driver says, he's like, oh, let's just stop for a drink. Wanders into this drag bar where there's a drag show going on. Um, and the one person who is actually uh, a woman there is Lady Gaga. And she sings this uh, La Vie en Rose in French. And they kind of connect for the first time. He offers to buy her a drink. Um, and he waits around for her. And they kind of explore their relationship from there. Hmm. Okay. What, what I really like about this movie is its scope on, because you essentially have him, a superstar for all intents and purposes. And then you have her, an up and coming star as the movie progresses. Um, and they each have lives, but then together it's the two of them. And I think Cooper's direction on this is very smart in that he can draw us in and make those moments, even though they're both huge and the world is still happening when it's just the two of them, it's just the two of them. Mm. And I think that's very powerful about that. I think it, it makes what unfolds throughout the rest of the movie even more powerful, um, which again, no spoilers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's one of the movie's strongest points is is realizing that these two superstars are people, and e- even to each other. So it's kind of more of a journey about like the personal side of their lives. Definitely, yeah. Because it, it could tell in the trailer they kind of start. I don't know if they tour, but they definitely like play a lot of music together. Yeah. So. Um, that was an interesting thing. Yeah, I have a couple gripes there as far as like, I mean, at some point it is a movie, so they have to get the point, but it's the same thing. Like I play music, so I notice musical things that mm-hmm. don't totally make sense. Yeah. Like one point it's like, come on stage, we'll sing the song that we've never done. Also, like this 12-piece band is going to know exactly what we're doing, and you'll know the words even though we haven't really established they've been written, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Um, that kind of power ballad you heard in the trailer, The, the Shallow, um, where they're singing together for the first time, um, is sort of played up as one of the bigger uh, musical moments. And I think it probably is, but there's several moments, like you said, there's music throughout this film. Um, and the first night that he meets her, um, she's out getting out of her drag makeup and he plays for one of the, somebody in the bar asks him to play one of his songs. And it's like this really stripped down moment, which I connected with yeah, a lot. And it's, um, I think it's how that trailer started. I don't know what the song's called, but it's like, maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah. Um, that keeps coming in throughout the movie. It's a very powerful motif if you will i like it uh what was the ratio of music to story in this film was it bordering on musical or was it very peppered yeah i mean i i would say for sure that the music built itself around the established plot line um i wouldn't call it a musical by any stretch okay um but music does play a heavy hand in maybe not decisions but emotions that we feel as an audience and what they're going through definitely um and i actually think that's pretty interesting because bradley cooper is not known for being a musician whereas lady gaga is Mm -hmm. so it was kind of interesting to see a seasoned actor on screen with a seasoned musician um and i think as you might expect their strengths reflect during those scenes like when when it is um like a power ballad like that's lady gaga in a nutshell is like just a strong empowered singer she just owns it her voice is so big yeah um, and he he plays kind of the stripped down country rock folk kind of thing. And I think he plays it well, um, though not all the time believable. There's moments where he's shredding on an electric guitar, but the camera's kind of moving around, so you can't quite see what his hands are doing because yeah. I think we all know he doesn't play that. Yeah. Um, whereas scenes with Lady Gaga playing piano, she's playing it and mm-hmm. she's singing it, and and I think that's when she's at her strongest in this movie. There's when she's owning a stage, she kills. Mm-hmm. And there's like little moments where the camera will get close on her face during a. a pivotal decision. I think she actually does really well there too. Yeah. Um, but it's some of the more dialogue heavy scenes that I kind of saw through it a little bit. Um, and that's just her being new to the screen I yeah. think, and maybe not having a ton of experience acting. Makes sense. I mean, her, her stage show as a musician is very theatrical. Yeah. So I could see how that and her personality might kind of lend itself to acting. So yeah. be interested to see if she does any more, more work. 
Yeah, totally. I think I think she could absolutely hang with yeah. the emotional gravity of a film like this, with any type of drama film for that matter. It makes sense because she's a very emotional artist. Like if you yeah. listen to any of her music, yeah. it's not like super produced and no, poppy. Yeah. Which is another interesting thing about this film. There's um, she starts off like we said. He heard her singing that drag bar, and it's a, a very emotional performance and um, true to what you might call art, like high art in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and after one of their concerts, the first time he invites her onto a stage. She's approached by like a record label kind of guy. He's like, hey, I think you have the whole package. I can, I can, you know, whatever you want to do, I can make that happen. And th- that kind of continues and she goes down sort of the more pop road mm-hmm. where at one point she's having like dancers getting choreographed moves. She makes an appearance on SNL and kind of does the whole pop thing. Mm-hmm. Um, In and, this movie? Yes. Okay. And that's sort of a, a theme that comes up. It's like, it's like, what is, what does it mean to have art being pure? And it's like, uh, I think- He's Bradley Cooper says something along the lines of, you know, don't worry about how, you know, what people are listening for or how long they're going to be listening. Just be true and say what you need to say. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a battle they, they have because she's, you know, not as stringent upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me wonder is. if that parallels Lady Gaga's, Lady Gaga's career or personal life at all. Cause I know just from the trailer, the whole like writing songs, but not, like performing mm. them, that's how she started as right. a songwriter. So right. I'm, I'm, I'd be curious to know how much of that was inspired by her actual story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd also wonder too. Like you assume that they, when auditioning for these parts, auditioned uh, non musicians, um, and I'd be curious to know how he ended up with Lady Gaga. And maybe it is some of that that you're saying. Like maybe her, she could relate to this character so well that it uh, helped her audition and made him want to go with her. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling. For that, like, I almost wondered when I saw the trailer if this part was written for her. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because it was a kind of such a similar timeline. I don't know if it was similar in, like, the going poppy and stuff, because she had some massive success there. But yeah. you never really know if someone that gets success like that, if that's what they intended the whole right. time, or how much of their art they sacrificed to get to those heights of success. Right. You never know. I will also say this movie is is an emotional heavy hitter. Yeah. Um, just relationally between them. Yeah, I mean it's it's I'm gonna revisit it, but it's uh it's it's rated R for yeah. one. Um there's a couple of things in there that make it heavier. That obviously like the alcoholism is a huge thing that doesn't necessarily make you happy to watch somebody go through that. That's dark stuff. I mean. Um and yeah, so I'm not gonna spoil anything there, but it, it is something that I'm gonna have to take a big breath before I go and watch again. Yeah. Um but I think you know, that's what they were that's what Bradley Cooper was going for in his direction, and I think he and Lady Gaga. Also, we should probably mention, or I should mention, I suppose, um, that Sam Elliott is in this as yeah, well. Yeah, we were going to get to him. Yeah, and he plays um, he plays Jack's brother, uh, Jackie's brother, Bradley Cooper's brother. Who Bobby. doesn't love Sam Elliott? Yeah, he's great. I mean, he brings such a strong presence, especially in this kind of role, which is, in this case, sort of Bradley Cooper's caretaker, tour manager kind of guy. Mm. Um, there's a lot of heavy stuff between them that goes on. It's, it's really interesting to watch that relationship unfold because they're both kind of like Southern macho dudes that aren't great at expressing feelings all the mm-hmm. time towards each other. Um, but there's these big, huge moments of catharsis between them uh, at two specific points that I'm thinking of that are just heartbreaking, uh, not necessarily in a sad or happy way, but very, very packed. Just make you feel all the feels. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want those out of a movie, especially if they can sell it and it feels genuine. Yeah. That's, that's a great, yeah. I love scenes like that in movies. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, that's like, there was a scene like that in the Meyerowitz 
Yeah, sure. When they were they were wrestling in the grass and oh, fighting. Great scene. Like it was so cathartic and you get to that point where you're just exploding because you've wanted to say these things for so long and yeah. then they happen and it's like throwing up. Yeah. Like you hate it you and just, then the moment after you're like Oh god, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we have an expression in my family, like sometimes you just need to puke all over each other. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, Fair. It's accurate. I love it when a movie can pull that off. Yeah. So overall it sounds like you enjoyed this movie. I did. It's like I said, I have a couple gripes throughout. They're not all musical or musical gripes per se. Um in general, I want to rate this beer. What? This yeah. movie? I was literally looking at uh, <laughs> at the beer when I said that. Uh, I want to rate this movie and then maybe jump to a break and we can uh, jump into our second beer and maybe spoil some things. But you haven't seen this movie, so I'm going to leave out some spoilers that in a normal situation I would probably give. Okay. Um, so this movie's an 8.5 for me. Yeah? Yeah. There's I had, um, without giving too much away, I had a couple of problems with the final sort of the final sequence. The third act or the, the very no, final? Like the very couple, okay. like the final... Um, Five minutes, maybe. Oh wow! Um, it is really. It also revolves around a musical number, uh-huh. um, and it is powerful. I think it could have been more powerful for me if he took it a different direction, um, which is hard to specify again uh, without spoiling stuff. So I won't. Um, but yeah, in in general, I really really enjoyed. I enjoyed this movie. I suppose is the right way to say it. It didn't make me happy necessarily, but I thought this was a great film, worth seeing. Worth seeing for sure. So if you're curious about seeing A Star is Born, I highly recommend going to see it. Let us know what you think. Uh, if we didn't say it in the beginning, we're on social media uh, at Fresh Hop Cinema. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, or if you want to support the show, you can join us on Patreon. We have uh, all sorts of fun talks there in the I'm, meantime. I'm going to give this movie an 8.2. Okay. Feels good to you. Based on your description. Good. You So you're still interested in seeing this? Yeah, I'll still see it. I okay. want you to fully spoil it, though. You do or don't? Yeah, no. For the episode, I want you to lay it all out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. In that case, uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to cover that second beer. And I will spoil A Star is Born, the 2018 version, not the earlier ones. So please stick around. Hey, friends. How we doing? If you live in Chico or if you're just passing through and you need a great meal and an ice cold beer, I got the place for you. It's called The Handlebar. It's located right here in Chico, pretty close to the freeway. They've got an amazing craft beer selection with rotating tap handles and a killer food menu. You should go check them out. Where are they at, Max? Yeah, they're at 2070 East 20th Street, and they do have a happy hour. It's seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., and you get a dollar off all of their draft beers, which is already an extensive list of beers that is reasonably priced. So why would you not do this thing? It's a great time. Once again, that's the Handlebar in Chico. Go check them out. Welcome to the portion of the show called The Danger Zone. It's called The Danger Zone because we will spoil our film of the week, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, if for some reason you jumped ahead to get to this beer, haha, we got you. We're talking about A Star is Born, so you're at least going to know that moving forward. We're not the best way I've ever started. What? The Danger Zone. Maybe I'm fucking confused. <laughs> uh, all that to say, we're covering a beer first. Now, if you did listen to the beginning of this episode, you know that I was on tour and I went through a lot of states. In Alabama, I went to a city called Birmingham, and in that city called Birmingham, there was a brewery called, Johnny? Trim Tab. Trim Tab, indeed. You didn't have the pleasure of going there with me. No, but it sounds awesome. It was great. Uh, I will say that it was my favorite brewery I went to while on the road. Um, Really? Yeah. I tried some cool beers. I tried some great beers, but as far as from the source, this is by far the best. Uh, I tried about, I did two flights of eight. And this was not available on tap, what we're about to talk about. So I was very excited. I drank one afterwards. I got a four pack of 16 ounce cans. Mm -hmm. I was very excited to find that I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I'm hoping you do too. Um, And before you give me your feedback, I want to tell folks what this is. And it's called Breakfast Hero. It's an imperial stout, eight and a half percent. 
And it was brewed in conjunction with a local donut shop called Hero Donuts. And they actually added donuts into the mash bill of the beer. Oh, shit. That's good. You like it. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to read what they have on their website. The brewers at Trim Tab lay the foundation for Breakfast Hero by adding, quote, loads of delicious donuts, unquote, Mm. from Hero Donuts to a mash already packed with, quote, multiple base malts, chocolate malt, and plenty of oats, unquote. The level of decadent indulgence just goes up from there as they max out their, quote, fermenter with an extremely generous amount of Vermont maple syrup, a pound of Madagascar vanilla beans, and freshly roasted Brazilian coffee beans from their pals down the street at Seeds Coffee Co. to tie this imperial stout together in perfect breakfast harmony, unquote. Weighing in at a sizable 8.5%, Breakfast Hero comes together to offer notes of syrupy covered pancakes, melty baker's chocolate, subtle vanilla cream, and roasty hazelnut coffee. Johnny Summers. That's f- that's really good. Yes. Oh, that's really good. This oh, This is doing things in my mouth, and I really like it. Yeah. Now this beer is tremendous. It's uh it's mid-October now, and I think now is the time for a stout of this nature. This is a pastry stout. Mm-hmm. It's sweet, it's pretty high in ABV, and it's very good. Oh, I like this. You get a ton of coffee, ton of maple, and that vanilla just cuts through and makes it taste like frosting. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That says all the right words. I, I am, wish you would have brought back more than four. Yeah, they were they were pretty reasonably priced too, as far as I remember. I think it was like sixteen bucks for tell four. me that now that Sorry, we're in dude. California. We have a I believe we have a listener in Birmingham. We do. Or a couple maybe at this point. Uh if you guys this was so this was released, I think I wrote it down. Uh June eighteenth. And this is brewery only, no distribution. Um, so I don't know that they have any left, but if they do, and if you're listening from Birmingham, Alabama, you know DMS who you are. or PMS or whatever you gotta do, uh and let us know what it'll cost to drive out there and pick it up from you so we're not shipping beer illegally because we wouldn't want to do that. Absolutely. would never in a million years do that. So get in the van. We're going to sure. Alabama. Can't be any clearer than that. Wham-a-lam. Great. Whoa, back, Betty. Back, Betty? Was it you singing that song? Wham-a-lam. Don't know that. Amblam. Nope. <laughs> it's uh, it's an old song called Black Betty. You've never Black. heard Black Betty? No, I don't think so. What? Sounds pretty racist. No. How old is this song? Because it's, that could answer that question. It's quick. been covered a couple it's times. It's from 1801. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Black Betty meant probably something else. Wham-a-lam. Nothing? No. no never heard it. From, from, from Birmingham? Nothing? Mm-mm. No. Oh, man. No. I mean, I was there and I didn't meet anyone named Betty, so are you sure? We got we to gotta put that song on. It's we'll, a classic. Uh, look it up. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I have it on my phone. I don't even need to look it up. That's what I mean. Like, look it up on your phone. Yeah, I will. Okay. Right now. Do it. <laughs> We're going to put it under this. <laughs> Anyways, tell me what you think of this beer. No, I think it's, I'm really happy with it. I actually bought us more beers for the podcast uh, at a grocery store in a city, I think also in the South, maybe, maybe on the Southern part of the East Coast. I can't remember now, uh, mostly because I actually accidentally drank all of them. Okay. Uh, I got a variety pack. It was like one of those build your own six packs at yeah. like a health food store. You sent me a picture of that. Yeah. Oh, I did. I'm cool. hyping this music in. Okay. You can't do that at the moment because it's not a live track, but we can make it happen. Damn it. Um, in any case, I felt really bad. I didn't know if I was going to mention it, but I figured I would because of transparency. You just drank all the good beer with I drank. I got, they were all really good too. I spent oh, a good. long time picking them out. Oh, good. Um, and they were all like hoppy beers. Um, they're very good. So the point is, I'm very stoked that this is good to you as well, because I would have hated for the one beer, kind of technically two if you count Highlight, but the one uh, beer from a place that I went on my trip, if it was not good, I would have been real bummed out. Yeah. And then you definitely wouldn't have told me the other thing. Yeah, maybe not. That's why you waited till this long. I mean, yeah. Maybe. I see right through you, Max Mo. But I, uh, Maxwell. No. Oh, I thought you were like Max Mo. That's a cool. Max Mo? I don't know. Maximo. I like it. I was going to say Max Minardi, but I wanted to switch it to Maxwell. Sure. Mid-sentence, and it came out Max Mo. 
Yeah. The other thing I want to say is I did go to, I went to Hero Donuts the following day. Well, yeah. Uh, after the show we played, the second show we played in Birmingham, which was, I believe, on a Friday, um, we we were taken out to this place by a musician friend, new friend of mine named Rebecca Eglund. We played a show with her uh, and a fellow named Justin Cross. Just shout outs to you guys if you ever hear this. And she said we should go here. And boy, was she correct. Yeah. Um, I was, I, was this your run of the mill donut shop where you select oh. a donut with possibly maple frosting mm. or chocolate mm-hmm. and then you eat it with a crappy cup of diner coffee? You already know it's not. This yeah. is a. I know. I'm, I know. I got you. I'm softballing. Um, this was, if you've, have you been to Voodoo in Portland? Mm-hmm. Okay. Think that, but less expensive because it's not as kitschy and better. There's also one in Eugene that never has a line, just so you know. Oh, that's good to know. Um, okay. It was fantastic. We had, um, we had like a cookies and cream donut with like Oreo crinkles on top, a fruity pebbles kind of donut, a strawberry cheesecake looking thing. Nice. Um, and then for dessert, uh, we had a Buffalo chicken sandwich. Nice. <laughs> kind of did things backwards Sweet. that day, but it was great. Just had a donut shop. Yeah. Yeah. It was also like partial restaurant. I don't know. Right. Weird. It was crazy. That's cool though. Loved it. Yeah. I uh, like it, man. Yeah. We had, Yeah. It was it was a very good time, Excellent. and I was like, I can understand why a cool brewery would team up with a cool donut shop to totally. make this really cool beer. And it's such a trendy thing to have, like the picture of the donuts going into the fermenter. Like it's great into the ferment. Oh, not sure, sure, like dumping it into the yeah. malt bill or whatever. I don't know if you'd put that in the fermenter because all that sugar would ferment off, and then your beer would be like that's true. Soup. I yeah, know. I think it's just in the mash. Yeah, but then so. you ferment the mash. Do you? I don't know a lot, so yeah, <laughs> that's fair. You know, <laughs> I don't know, man. But I just when they put it in the big shiny thing, mm. donuts. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you see people doing that with like cupcakes and all kinds of stuff now. Yeah, again, I actually am really leery towards dessert or pastry stouts often, but um, because I think they can be made poorly. Yeah, I enjoy them if they're done right. Yeah, I just posted a picture on our Instagram. If you follow us, you know, and you're cooler than your mm-hmm. friends that don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I tried that uh, coconut macaroon beer from the brewery. Oh, how was that? It was really good. B r e u r y. Yes. B b r u e. I think that's it. B r u e r y. Brewery Turo. Yeah. Nope, not Turo. Turo is uh, the sour portion. Oh, it, that's what that means. Yes. Mm. That's good to know. So just the brewery. Sure. And then they have offshoot now. What is that? All their hoppy beers. Oh, cool. So they're making like IPAs and lagers and all kinds of fun they stuff. They make good stuff, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, I got it. It was available. I got cans of it at the Winchester Goose. Nice. Wasn't a bad price. It was like 12 bucks, but it's a 16 ounce of a barrel-aged stout. Yeah. So it, it tons I mean, of, yeah, that's a good, that's a fine bar price, I suppose. Yeah, it's a fine bar price, especially for something that's not getting a lot mm-hmm. of wide distro. Yeah. But it was like the most delicious dark beer they had in the building. Love so it. It was really good. Uh, and that one was similar to this. Instead of like maple, it had coconut, but also mm. a bunch of vanilla. Yeah, not as much coffee. So I get uh, back to back to breakfast hero here. Um, I get a lot of coffee kind of maltiness on the back burner, but up front is for sure desserty kind of mapley. Uh, dare I say donutty sort of taste? Mm-hmm. It, sm- it smells like a maple bar. Yeah, that's um, what I get. An eight and a half percent. You. This is right in the territory that we sometimes talk about as far as thickness problems coming about yeah. um now this isn't the most syrupy beer mouthfeel wise that i've ever had sure um but it doesn't bother me no because the flavor is there like this beer yeah. knocks it out of the park on other fronts you can you can ignore the viscosity a little sure. bit i give this a pass big time just because it's really good yeah. also it's not terribly thin no it's not but it's just not one of those like nectar type yeah. like um standard it's crude or, or double stack or 1050 that sort of yeah thing. yeah we could go probably for a long time on that train but yeah yeah 
it tastes really nice. This is a nine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I went. Uh, I went eight point nine. Okay. But you go ahead and tell. No, me. I love it. The only thing that would make it better if it was a little bit thicker and just had a bit more of a coating. I in don't the know mouth. if it's fair to say that though, because like we're literally just saying that it doesn't. It shouldn't have to meet that criteria because we've talked about this before. Like, it's not a barrel-aged stout. Mm-hmm. So, like, where is that thickness going to come from naturally? Naturally? There's there's stuff you can put in it. There's thickening agents you can use to just give it more body and mouthfeel. But I, I guess, I mean, it, it is an imperial stout, so it's not just like we're talking yeah. about a, a small stout. It is a big stout. Like, it's a nine the way it is, which is damn impressive it's for me. Mm-hmm. Um personal preference the thing that would push it over the edge to a 10 for me mm. is a uh, little bit more thickness all right that's just my yeah. my take sure but yeah i mean take nothing away from the spear since it is like i said a nine yeah that's crazy that's a crazy high score that's a great score i was gonna say too so i said 8.9 um the only only little thing i have that's keeping it from being a nine um is just a little bit too sweet for my palate right up front it, it mellows out into a nice bitter uh, chocolatey coffee taste mm-hmm. at the end. And I think it's just the sweetness up front. It's just a little bit too much for my palate. Definitely reminds me of like taking a bite of a donut and yeah. then taking a sip of coffee. Yeah. It's, it's heavy. It's a, it's a heavy, uh, beer. Like you could have told me this was like 10 or 11% and I would probably believe Been it. Like, okay. Yeah. Just from the flavor. And, and it's, again, it's like not a thin stout, but it's not the thickest pop quiz. What's your favorite donut? Oh, Oh, Ooh. Okay, man. That's a messed up pop quiz. Okay. Maple bar. Probably. Yeah. It's probably a maple bar. Yeah, sorry. What's yours? Uh, buttermilk glazed old fashioned. What the hell is that? Where do you get that? They have them around. They're just the ones that are circly and they have the crinkles on top. They look, yeah, I know it's like an old fashioned donut. Yeah, is. just a glazed, just straight up glazed old fashioned. I guess the buttermilk things. They're all buttermilk. Oh, okay. Most old fashions are are butter buttermilk. Got it. So they're okay. they're the jam. And if if not just regular glazed maple. Yeah, but maple. regular glazed for sure. I have a problem with a lot of. Like I liked it as a kid and I, I don't like donuts that much. So I just stuck with my kid. And I was like, yeah, like maple bars, mm-hmm. but that maple kind of gets overwhelming. It's like, it's like an eighth of an inch thick and it's, or like even more. It's and like it's just such a, a robust like a flavor. Flake. Yeah. It's too much. Sometimes I yeah. would like a really, uh, delicately flavored donut. I think like maybe even along the lines of a scone type flavoring. You're getting into like just a cake donut with no frosting. No, like I just don't need it to be like, why a maple? Mm. Like something subtle. That's why I like I, oh, the, here's a great one. That's so, why I like the glazed old fashioned. Sure. Subtle. I was in, uh, this was, this is Boulder actually. So we swung by after we spent the night in our Airbnb, we got coffee on the way out and we stopped at a place that I have not been in several years called, uh, called Boxcar coffee. Okay. Great place. Fantastic espresso. Also sort of like a meat and cheese deli, like a high end sort of thing. All right. But in their pastry section of their coffee bar, they had these little donut holes and they were, um, Oh, Earl Grey and cardamom. Oh, very mellow. That sounds nice. They had like a nice little glaze on the outside, a little two bite to finish it off. Mm-hmm. But subtle flavors, you could point like, oh, there's a little bit of cardamom. Oh, hello, Earl Grey. It's nice to see you. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the liquid form of you, but right now you're very good. And it wasn't just like, pow, pow, cardamom. Yeah. It, was, it was smooth. That's what I'm into. Okay. Is the point. A bit more artisanal. Yeah. Donut. I just like, yeah. Yeah. It's right. subtle. It's nuanced. That's okay. like, that's the whole, you know, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I like it. All right. Yeah. So breakfast hero by trim tab. It's a nine for Johnny, 8.9 for me, a very solid beer. You'll probably never get it. So sorry. Yeah. You enjoy listening to us drink it. Cause that's the closest you're ever going to get. Unless 
here's the caveat. Unless our friends in Birmingham somehow get us this beer and we save a couple cans or we save the cans that we have still and bring it to a Patreon event. If you're on our Patreon. Wait, you good. still have cans? I have two cans left. Take yeah. one. Sure. Then I'll, we'll have one can left over for our patrons. <laughs> so next time we have an event, uh, try this beer with us. It's yep. very good. Well, I'll make sure to save one. Maybe we'll bring that to a party or throw it. Yeah, that's what I'm someday. saying. Yeah, that's literally what I'm saying. In like five weeks. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. You, see, you didn't know what I was saying. You no. thought I was saying what you were saying, but I'm saying a different thing. And actually on that note, I do want to do one more bit of housekeeping before uh, we move on. It better Which, not be important because this is super late in the episode. It's important-ish, but we'll see. We can All put right. it in the front. What I want to do is crowdsource something here. For for our 100th episode, we want to do a Danger Zone supercut. And I'd love everybody's opinions. If you have a particular Danger Zone you think is worth us sharing, again, let us know what it is. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and listen to some stuff. I'm going to find what I think is uh, the funniest or most insightful or best conversations that we've had. Well, I'm chock full of insight. Could love it. So for sure, our time travel stuff from Deadpool is gonna make oh, it. Fuck that's, yeah, it's the one that I think of. Yep, and maybe like the eighth grade stuff about like rape culture. I feel like that's important, if not funny, but yeah, worthwhile. It'd be fun for me to do that because I never listened to our episodes. Yeah, so I would dig going back through some danger zones and hear all the dumb drunk stuff I've said. Yeah, in the last year. I also think that the danger zone proper in quotes did not start until about. The fifties. Okay. Um, you put up with my nonsense until episode fifty. And I was like, like, "We need structure. We have to quarantine yeah. your bullshit, sir." Uh, but but I, you know, there's obviously probably some quality conversations that happened before episode fifty. Uh, no, nope. even episode fifty, the Justice League episode. No oh, God, I hate that movie. Ugh. Worst or movie the Arrival seen? episode. Great movie. That's Stephen. Great Pilot. episode though, actually. Who? Because again, like we disagreed. Yeah. But we should just start picking out movies that one of us knows we're gonna hate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just saw something that it was a horror movie that I think you've probably enjoyed. Oh, yeah? Was it one of those weird movies just about torturing children that no. you think I'll like? No, I said think I think you person? would watch it. But like, cause I, it doesn't, uh-huh. I said because it wasn't off-putting. That was 120 Days, I don't know. Uh, the one I'm talking about right now, I don't know. Right. The one I was referencing that you were referencing was 120 Days of Sodom or whatever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this isn't getting better. No, I'm just yeah. saying you're not off-put necessarily by like... Stuff that I am off. Yeah, like extreme horror movies. Yes, yeah, that's like, yeah. that's fair. I've seen all of the human centipede. Like I just yeah, I just watched uh, Walking Dead a little bit, and like somebody got their intestines pulled out, and my first reaction is like out loud, like you don't have to show that on TV. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like you'd be like, yes, awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily awesome. Like, well, yeah, maybe circumstances, but, but also you're such a cute little old man. I just don't think it's they necessary don't have to show that on like, television. They don't. You know, like we don't need as a society, we don't need like push it further and further. Yeah, I don't like, the, but that's like the point of a zombie movie. That's what Gianna said too. And I, I yeah, you're probably, you might be right. I don't know if it's subjective, but whatever. You watch zombie stuff to, to watch that sort yeah. of thing. I know. Cause the whole problem is they want to eat you and rip your guts out. Right. But then at some point it like turns into just us watching it because it's cool to watch. Like we enjoy watching bad guys get killed. It's, it's kind of part of the, the fiction. You know what I mean? It's part of the, that universe of entertainment. It's yeah. as much a part of it as anything else, really. You're you know? gonna have to elaborate on that. I, don't know, I just think the violence is part of that subgenre, as because the violence adds to the tension. Yeah. Okay. So sure. I mean, it's it's all tied in. You can't really have one without the other. Yeah, but at the same time, I would argue that an off-screen death, well directed, is as effective yeah. as a bloody on-screen Glenn getting hit in the head of the bat. Spoiler yeah, alert, that was super necessary, though, because that was the first time they've graphically killed off 
like straight up murdered one of their main characters. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have the same reaction to that as I had Game of Thrones. Heads Mount, up, Mountain. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones season six, whatever, five. Spoiler alert: Mountain versus uh, the Viper. Viper. Yeah, Oberon Martell. Like, I didn't need to watch his head explode. You know, like yeah. I would have. I mean, but it did affect me. Like maybe I did need to see it. Like yeah. I don't know. It was also one of the most talked about episodes ever. It's true. But that amount of gore was kind of out of place for that series, so it had an added shock value. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, I disagree. No, I mean, that level, like someone's head straight up exploding. Yeah, people are like getting stabbed and murdered all the time. Yeah. But like the outright gore of that scene. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like it sets the bar, and then it's like, all right, we got to top that, and we got to top that. But I don't think they've done that since then. Um, Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I think that was uh, That's that's the goriest, I think. Death yeah. on Game of Thrones. Yeah, totally. It peaked. That's a dangerous thing to say. I'm pretty sure that's the goriest. Be thing. fun to go back and figure that out. Right, just rank the craziest gore deaths. I yeah, not into that either. But no. kind of. Well, that's that's one of those shows you don't really watch it for that violence. Like you know, there's going to be big battles and stuff, but that's not the primary focus. Right. So I think the violence in a show like that is way less integrated into the plot and the purpose of the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas like zombie shows, that is so intertwined with yeah, just right. what they are at their core. Yeah. I think the fact is you just don't like it. Yeah, that's and the yeah, it's right. just not for you. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, you want to jump back into a, I don't like a Star is Born? Yeah, you don't like popsicles? Not really. That's wild to me. Yeah, they're very good. I'd much rather have like an ice cream bar. Oh, um, really? I like a like a push pop. I think it's the difference also like between people that want like chocolate candy versus sour candy. Yeah, you're a chocolate candy guy. Depends on the mood. Sure, I like my my sour candy chewy though. If if for the rest of eternity you could only eat, uh, let's say M and M's or Skittles, what do you choose? Can I have all the different kinds of each of them? No, Just standard so red s- red package, brown package. Okay. <clears> hmm. <throat> Skittles. Oh really? Yeah, because okay, the Skittles too. have like six different flavors in the one package. Yeah, the M&M's like, we kind of have multiple flavors, but really we're just all chocolate. Yeah, we just have different outer shells of color. Did you try the sweet and sour or sweet and spicy Skittles yet? Spicy? They're really good. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're I like have a, it. a black wrapper. Okay. It's worth checking out. Aren't most rappers black? hey Yeah. Kind of. Not, no, not these Good days. word association, but false. We agree. It's fine. We're all joking around. Yeah. Okay. Lol, JK. Yeah. No, uh, they made salty M&M's too, which were nice. Oh. The pretzel M&M's. Oh, they had pretzels in them. Those are good. Okay. Those are really good. All right. So. I'm happy with this. Yeah. Uh, Snacks. Yeah. Uh, A Star is Born. Can I just say one thing? Yes. Um, (laughs) If you know Shalina, you will find this amazing. And if she found- If you don't know Shalina, that's his wife. Yeah. And if she founds out, I told this story on the podcast, she'll fucking kill me. What's so a, for sure, bring it up tomorrow when sure. you see us. <laughs> we had so many snacks last Sunday. She had to call in sick Monday. Yes. <laughs> That's had, a good night, man. That's how you had, know you're doing it. She had a stomach ache. She's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, yeah. you're calling in sick to work. Yeah. Like snacked out. Snackademic. It was Snack-a-demic. amazing. That's a, That's a good night, man. It was that might have been the funniest thing that's happened in the last two weeks. Respect, I, yeah. You know, I get it. It was tremendous. Yeah. All right. Enough about snacks. Born. <laughs> enough about snacks, Max. Okay, I want to do. I was called by the way by Josh and Mattis on my tour. They they call me snacks a lot. Don't know why. Hmm. But you do like snacks. I love snacks. Most of the time, when you eat, it's out of a box and by the handful. No, I eat with a fork and a knife. Very. Daintily. Bro, just because you made broccoli last night, I made bro. I've been eating that a lot. Yeah, I know. It's a good thing to eat. You know? 
It was brown rice and like <laughs> steamed broccoli. I came over and there was like a whole piece of broccoli in the toilet. Chew. Oh, yeah, just pooped it out. Chew, man. Yeah, sorry, man. Thoroughly. So I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Are you sure you want me to spoil this movie for you? Do you think it'll ruin it? Yes. I well, don't... I think it will It will very intensely affect your ability to be in the moment when you watch it. Yeah? Yes. Hmm. I'm happy to do it if that's what you want. No, I think it's better for the show. To spoil it. Yeah. It's part of the show. Okay. I could have seen the movie. Moving forward, we're going to spoil A Star is Born, the 2018 version with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. You've been warned. If you have not seen it yet and you want to pause this podcast, come back once you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So he's dealing with alcohol. Yeah. At one point, she's going on this big national or maybe international tour. And she says to the guy that was like the record label dude, she says, hey, why don't we have him come along? Him being Bradley Cooper, uh, Jack. Maine, Jackson, Maine, mm-hmm. uh, have him come along and he can sing with me. This is towards the end of end ish part, third act, uh, after Jackson, Maine has ruined Lady Gaga's. I need to just decide to pick names or characters, ruined Ali's Grammy acceptance speech. Oh, he was so drunk, waddled up onto the stage, peed himself. And ruined it for her. Oh, wow. So manager says, there's no way that can happen. He can't come with you. It's barely, it's it's crazy that you're still even have a following, basically. Wow. So she won a Grammy. That's cool. She won a Grammy. Yes. Um, for best new artist. Uh, I don't know why I'm specifying. It's not real. For, yeah, just so, whatever. Because um, <laughs> details, man. So he's gone to rehab at this point. That was sort of the breaking point. He's gone to rehab. He's come back. And she goes in. She realizes He's not going to be able to come on the tour. So she decides to say, oh, sorry. At one point, the manager came over when she wasn't home, says to Jackson, Maine, we all know this not drinking thing is temporary. At some point, you're going to pick up the bottle again. And when you do, you need to be as far away from her as possible because you're going to ruin her career, essentially. Damn. So he's processing that. She comes home, tells him, hey, the label decided they want to cancel the tour. Are they living together at this point? Yes. Okay. They're also married. Sorry. Okay. That's, uh, that's fine. Man. Alcoholism is a bitch when you get into liquor. Yeah, dude. Like I've gone. Let's say, let's just throw this out. It's it's a bitch regardless. Yeah, but, but li- it can be liquor, even more deadly. It's because you can get there quicker. Liquor takes it to a dark place. Yeah, quickly. I've gone down that road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unhealthy, quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's at home after that talk with the manager. She comes home and says, "Hey, the label wants to cancel the tour." We all know, as the audience, this is a lie mm-hmm. because what she really just doesn't want to leave him. Mm. So he realizes that's him holding her back. Uh, Earlier in the trailer, you heard him dropping her off and he goes, hey. And she goes, what? And he's like, I just want to look at you one more time. That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So as she's leaving the room, he's like, okay, we're not doing the tour. Good, good. You're happy? I'm happy. He goes, hey, just want to look at you one more time. Boom. She leaves, goes to play a show. He hangs himself in the garage with his belt after getting pretty messed up on drugs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she plays this last show by herself. Dies. She does not die. No, he died. He dies. Yeah. Yes, he is dead now. You have to specify it when Sorry, dudes you're hang right. themselves. He is dead. Yeah. Um, and he was gonna come and sing one song with her at the show. He never shows up. Obviously, they find his body. Um, and the show, the movie ends with with this uh, sort of um, honoring him kind of concert. She's singing a song with this big orchestra for a bunch of people in like an, a big theater setting, like people everywhere, mm-hmm. and. She sings a song that he wrote for her uh, about how he's never going to love again, doesn't want to speak anybody else's name, that sort of thing. Mm. Very sad. Wow. Um, 
and she sings that. And and there are two shots in here that are throwbacks. So like she'll be singing it, and it cuts back to a scene that we've seen in the movie. It's just a callback moment. And that took me out of this movie. This is the one thing I was going to say um, about, I mentioned earlier, like the last few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like these two moments where they're on a stage singing together. And it was very good, except for the fact that at the very end of that piece, she's singing, and then the entire music cuts out, and it's just him at the piano singing it to her from when he wrote it. Mm. Very powerful. Yeah. He finishes singing it. It cuts back to her. It's just her eyes looking out at the audience. Movie cuts to black. Mm. My artistically, if you would have left that scene only, and that was the only time we ever cut away from her performance, I would have been so much more invested. Mm. But Leave I was it with him being, playing the piano? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Leaving, like, just not jumping to those moments earlier on. Like, I would have rather stuck with her singing it and, and really... Sounds like experiencing it, this. Sounds like it was a bit on the nose. Just kind like of, it just, we're remembering him. It felt it's really hard to to make um like a rep like a callback to a scene in a movie while there's music happening. It's hard mm. to make that not cheesy. Yeah. Um and if you're gonna do what you did at the end where it's literally you cut the music and just watch him singing it, I think it would be so much more effective. And that really took me out of the moment. Mm. Okay. But um sounds like they made some bold decisions in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bradley Cooper did. He wrote sure. it and he killed yeah. himself off. It's uh, It was very powerful. That um, is, given the the current climate, like the rate at which we're losing musicians too. Mm, sure. Like that's it's kind of a crazy time for yeah, this I mean, movie and, to come out. And with like our social commentary right now on depression and being a little bit more vocal about stuff, I think it's, I think it's uh, good that that's a conversation we can have now. And this movie probably f- furthers that. But in the context of the movie, still very, uh, very sad. Yeah. Or in the context of life, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Not what I'm trying to say. Just uh, in general. Yeah. It's a very sad thing. But um, yeah, it's a thing that should be spoken about more often. Yeah. And there's a scene too where him um, him being Bradley Cooper and, and Sam Elliott kind of get into it. They're brothers that are very obviously age difference. Um, and they, like, he's, like I said, um, Sam Elliott's his tour manager kind of thing. And they fight about their father at one point. Um, but there's this really nice moment where Bradley Cooper, after rehab, finally admits to his brother that like it wasn't his father that he idolized; it was him. And then you get this great shot of like Sam Elliott backing out of a driveway, like, and he looks over his shoulder, and there's the camera, mm-hmm. and you just see him like welled up with so many tears. Sam- just, just like really, oh, he's such a good actor. Yeah, a lot of emotions in this movie, man. It sounds like it. A lot. Very emotionally charged. Film. Yeah, it sounds very, very worthwhile. Like it, like. Bradley Cooper did a really good job with his first mm-hmm. writing and directing job. Yeah, it's a very, it's very fascinating. This idea of, or in the mentality of the characters, this idea of, um, f- for Bradley Cooper's character, the potential to speak your truth in an artistic way being more important than than life or love. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like he's like, I'm literally just holding you back. I have to get out of the way. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And fame's a crazy thing too. Like, and the way people navigate that. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And we've seen it end in disaster so many times. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Just be grateful. You're never going to get famous. Respect, man. <laughs> I don't have to worry about yeah. you. At night. That's uh, I think that's a good way to end this. That was, <laughs> but on the real, I'm, do you have any, anything else you want to talk about with this movie? You know, no, and honestly, that made me want to see it more. It's great, man. So I, as dark and morbid as it is, as it is to say, I've mm-hmm. expressed a, a like for when main characters in movies get killed off. Oh, and 
I like it when everybody dies at the end of the movie because it's very poetic. Um, Although I've always pictured more of like a reservoir dog situation, yeah, but no, not, that, not so much like a self-destruction yeah, sort of. Exactly. That's kind of a, I can't say that I don't like the fact that he did that in this movie, uh, but I would love to see this story now. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really good, man. Yeah. Good especially movie. as someone that's dealt with touches of alcoholism that runs in my family and sure. everyone's life's been touched by suicide at some point or another. So I think it's important too. like, we're a beer podcast. We drink. Yeah. Um, it's important to check that every now and again. It was really healthy for me to take the last yeah. couple of weeks off while you were on tour because it was, yeah, I was self-medicating. Yeah. I could tell I was like drinking vodka every night instead of just relaxing. Right. You know, so it was a good break for me too. Yeah. But yeah, I've dealt with this. I mean, it's still something I deal with. It's easy shit to slip into. Yeah. You have to know yourself and ask for help when you need it. I mean, yeah. I've done enough. it. I've done it within the last two months. So yeah. Well, uh, cheers. On that note. <laughs> that note. Good episode. <laughs> good episode. Uh, if you happen to see this film or get your hands on Breakfast Hero from Trim Tab in Birmingham somehow, or you drink High Life from Cigar City in Tampa, Florida, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. We're on the internet. We're at Facebook. And at Instagram and at Twitter. And at your mom's house. All at Fresh Hop Cinema. We want to hear what you think because uh, it means a lot. It's I've said this before. It's nice to know that we're not just throwing uh, these audio files out into the internet for nothing. There's real people hearing them, hopefully. Yeah. Big shout out to Jared Schmidt who sent in a great drinking oh, along video. I forgot about that. Yeah. I just, I saw it. your bad purse. No, I just saw it on the road. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was drinking along to- uh, The episode that he provided the beers for. Cargo the, movie, right? Yeah. Bearded Iris and- yeah. uh, uh Homestyle. Uh, Homestyle? Uh, who did that? Hightower. No. Homestyle was the beer. Uh, it was from, um, you know, it was episode like 95, 4, 94 maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Or 5. I don't know. It was, it was episode 95. It was but last yes, week's episode. He emailed us a video and had some commentary and actually watched the movie uh, and had some commentary on that as well. Yeah. Really fun, just uh, striking up conversations about stuff we all enjoy. So yes. uh, the bottom line is... Be like Jared. Yeah. If you send us a video or an audio recording of you enjoying our podcast, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Might even play it a little bit of it sometime. You yeah. never know. Yeah. There's probably some good sound bites in there. We'll have oh, to get some sure. drops that we can just embarrass him with. Yeah. Get some sound drops out of that. Yeah. And then as one more reminder, help us build our Danger Zone Supercut for episode 100. Yes. Uh, the critical thing with that is if you go back and listen to back episodes, give us a timestamp so we don't have stamp. to dig through the episode. Just let us, just jot down what time in the episode it happened. That'd be great. We'll pull a clip out of it. We'll give you some credit for contributing and it will make it on the 100th episode. Until next week, that's Johnny Summers. And that is not famous Max Minogue. <laughs> we'll see you then. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.